Hello and welcome to Cool Sheets, where we sift through the noise so you don't have to. You'll hear all about 10 things that we are currently enjoying in our lives. Each of us has exactly two minutes to dive in and tell you about one of the things we've chosen. It might be a book, an app, a gadget, a place, anything goes. Don't forget to get all of our show notes on our website, coolsheets.cool. You can also interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let's dive into our Cool Sheets. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cool Sheets. I'm Brian Hart. I'm Karen Holman. And here we go. Woohoo! Let's do it. <laughs> I'm going to go first. And so I am doing a best of episode and only meaning that it's the end of the or the first of the year when we're taping this. And these are all my favorite things of 2019. Uh I'm, you know, everybody posts like the best of things and I categorize them and use them for the rest of the year. So I'm getting you a little sneak peek of some of my favorite things and you might see some more as the, as time goes by, but, uh, I've tried to break it up. So they're a little bit different. And my first one is going to be a video. So this is a YouTube video called 100 interesting facts we learned in 2019. And this was an extra good year because there's a lot of decade lists too. So not only was there the best of the 2019, but there was a whole bunch of decade long, you know, look at the best whatever for the last decade. So tons of information out there. I have cool sheets for ever, (laughs) or at least for another season or year or whatever. Anyway, okay, back to this video. It is a video by Mental Floss, which is a really cool website. I think they do books and magazines as well, but it's, um, I don't know if we've ever had it be its own cool sheet, but it probably should be. Uh, It's the video is 25 minutes long and it's a hundred facts that we learned. So it goes by really fast, but they also go kind of in depth, like really quickly. So I love it. Uh, So some of my favorite ones from this video are 10,000 rule, uh, 10,000 hour rule might be bogus. So they replicated that study in 2019. And they found out that it just because you uh, practice something for 10,000 hours, it doesn't make you a master of it or anything like that. So this was a study done in 1993. Uh, made famous by Malcolm Gladwell in Outliers, his book. Uh, so it's, practice is good, and you de- definitely need to put in time, but it's not like a magic formula. You don't just pound out 10,000 hours on a guitar. If you don't have a teacher or someone that can teach you actual skills and how to do that right, just 10,000 hours isn't going to do it alone. So that was kind of their point. Um, also, just uh, temperature increase. Uh, apparently, women do better on tests when it's warmer in a room versus men. So it's a difference of gender and how environment can affect that. I thought was interesting. I'm already out of time. There's 98 more <laughs> to go. So definitely check out this video. 100 interesting facts we learned in 2019. <laughs> Woo, fascinating. I am already quite intrigued. Yeah, the first one right off the bat was the uh, temperature one. And I was like, uh-huh. wow, that's a heck of a way to start it. Yeah. And, you know, the editor, the the person doing the video is a female. So she's talking about it and the editor-in-chief of Mental Floss, you know. And yeah. she kind of talked more further about the study and, and even the subject matter, like warmer for math and science made it better. And an 80-degree room was like the magic formula there's also there's all kinds of other things. Um, having hobbies after work makes you a better employee at work. All yeah, kinds of yeah, really yeah. fascinating stuff. Uh, really, really cool. That is cool. Well, and it makes me wonder, you know, so I'm teaching chemistry and I, of course, have all genders in there and wondering if 
I can't control the room temperature. So could they bundle up more? You know, yeah, I'm just thinking in yeah. my mind of dressing yeah, more warmly. Yeah, it might warmly. be worth like looking at the study at least yeah. and seeing and then saying, hey, here's a study that I came across on my podcast, Cool yeah. Sheets. <laughs> Always be plugged. No. Cool Sheets got cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, say so give it a shot and see what they think. Yeah. Like it could be a, a little smaller, you know, real world study. I can't believe I didn't talk about the two other things that I flagged that were my favorite. They talk about a space elevator. That they could do an elevator from a low orbiting place right above the Earth to the moon. And then it would only cost a billion dollars. Using carbon nanotubes. Right? Like, I I saw that. It's crazy. This could actually happen, even with space junk and uh, things orbiting. Like, they're like, no, it's actually feasible and relatively cheap. A billion dollars is not cheap. But in the term of like what it costs for rocket ships and fuel and all of that, like, yeah. And it's a freaking space. Elevator, like what? That totally blew me away. Now, the thing that about that though, that real that the first thing came to mind was like, okay, wait a minute. You know, the the moon is orbiting around the Earth, so this elevator has to like kind of get drug along with. Well, right, and that's why I said it it couldn't be like on Earth. It had to be an orbiting point that would match the orbit essentially of the moon. So it's kind of like following it, right? But still, just it's it's a trip to even think about. Oh, and. I, I have to talk about on April 10th, the first photo of a black hole was taken. Yes. That's pretty much all scientists agree that it's oh. the biggest scientific discovery of the year. Yeah. The person that did it won like a $3 million science prize, one of the biggest prizes. Like it's a huge, huge deal. Yeah. I don't think we talked about it on Cool Sheets. It's just kind of surprising. I, you know, I feel like I talked about it so much just in day to day that right. I feel like we did. Yeah, but maybe we I did too. I don't I, know. I forget some of the things we talk about. But, yeah, that's a big deal for sure. So there's still 95, 96 more facts. Wow. Okay. I'm going to read them all. This is like – I have like three, four hundred cool sheets in one or in five. (laughs) Yeah. So you're getting a lot of bang for your buck right now. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, um, let me get on to my first cool sheet. And I'm going to be talking about a website And this is kind of cool because this harkens back to a cool sheet that you had, Brian, episode 64, and you talked about the Environments app. So where, yeah, it's um, recordings of nature. So this is similar to that. It is This website is soundscapes.com, and the guy is Gordon Hempton that does this. So he, he does a similar thing. He goes on nature. But what is different is um, a couple of things on this website, and one of them is this recording that is called Global Sunrise, The Musical Sounds of Dawn. And so what he did is he went around the earth into various locations and recorded the sounds of sunrise. And then he spliced them all together as if you were following the earth and going all the way around the earth and having a continual sunrise. So he starts in the Ecuadorian Amazon and then he goes um, up to South America, Western North America, and then to the Hawaiian Islands, over to Australia, Sri Lanka, Kalahari Desert, and just so essentially coming around the globe. And it is so, you can only imagine how beautiful it is, these sounds of the birds especially. And what's super cool is along with it, 
Um, you can read along and see what are the birds that are in that area and then and the other sounds that are there. And so you are not only just swimming in this beauty of sunrise in some exotic place in the world, but you're also learning if you want. Um, you don't have to or you can do it later. Um, you're learning about what are these sounds that you're hearing. So it's really magnificent. I absolutely love it. Um, there's more on that website, but I wanted to highlight that one especially that just that one recording is a cool sheet in itself. And so again, this is soundscapes.com and especially Global Sunrise, the musical so- sounds of dawn. Ooh, yeah. I feel like I've been to Soundscapes before. You may have. But I don't know if I've seen this dawn thing. That So how long is that? Is it one continuous thing or is um, it? So it's about an hour long. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I cannot wait to go check that it's, out. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It does cost money right mm, now to okay. get that. Okay. I'm actually, I'm currently trying to find if I can just listen to it at least just once. Yeah. Um, but uh, in any case, yeah, uh, pretty. Might be worth it right yeah, there just yeah. for that one. For sure. Wow. Very, um, very but cool. I've listened to a lot of his other stuff and he does have, he'll have like morning, he's on like iTunes and stuff, so you can mm. find him other places. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he has a lot of stuff. Oh, man, it's pretty that's great. cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right. My next cool sheet is a best of, and this is a website. This is best of Lifehacker. So Lifehacker website, lifehacker.com was a cool sheet of mine way back in episode six. So it's, it's, it's a website I visit very, very often, almost every day. I like to at least just check, and it's where I get a lot of cool sheets as well. And this is its best of for 2019. Tons of articles and tons of sections that have multiple, like, again, this is like another probably 100 cool sheets all wrapped in one. Uh, but some of my favorites are the best of tiny hacks. So they have a whole bunch of little tiny hacks you can do throughout your day that will just make your life a little bit better. One of them is scrub your cast iron skillet with aluminum foil. So it's it's hard enough to get the, the grimy bits off, but it won't take away the seasoning. So I never heard that method, which I think was interesting. Uh, best breakfast recipes of 2019. They tell you how to make sous vide eggs, egg bites, which I cannot wait to try. I guess Starbucks has these and they're amazing. And these are even better. And you can do them at home for cheaper and they taste better. Uh, they've got Beth best health stories of 2009. So, uh, and some of them are really funny. Should you let your kids eat their boogers is one of them. Don't be a D around other people's food allergies. Um, and then more legit ones or not as funny, at least, uh, which cold medicines actually work. There's best tech advice, uh, which is how you can get an old desktop PC running well, how you can uh, save important voicemails from old phones. Uh, there's best snack hacks of 2000, which is there's a one that's a, s- snacks you can make while you're super high, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> there's best fitness posts of 2019. There's uh, popular money advice, best travel hacks. There's uh, how I work interviews, how I eat videos, condiments, sauces, and dressings, uh, and many more. I'm out of time, though. Check out Lifehackers Best of 2019. So basically, it's everything on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> A lot, for sure. Tons. That's awesome. And, and some of them, like I said, are super funny. And some of them are very important information mm-hmm. or just things I haven't thought about. I And this whole list, like, I will probably be pulling either I've had some of my cool sheets yeah. before 
Or this list is basically going to set me up for the rest of the year. Yeah, right. Of all of these different that that I might drill down and oh, this is one article on that best yeah. of list that is going to be a cool sheet for this day. Uh, it so. definitely comes up for me when I'm I'm looking for something, and then I'll find a really cool article. I'll be like, "All right, great," and then I'll realize it's on Life Hacker. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So many different things. Uh, yeah, awesome. Okay, uh, my next cool sheet. This is an article, and this is um, called this. Uh, sorry, it's called behavioral. No. It is called The Flaws That This Economics Nobel Prize Winner, Richard Thaler, Wants You to Know About Yourself. Okay, so Richard Thaler won the Nobel Prize in econ. Okay, so he um, really, under the whole broad umbrella of economics, there's the more statisticians and the mathematics, and then there's behavioral economics. And a lot of economics people think that the behavioral side is like not real or it's like, eh, it's, you know, it's like another separate thing. And so one of the reasons why he got the Nobel Prize is he showed that actual behavioral economics is really part. It is economics. It, it is totally integral to the whole study of it. And it should always be taken into account because so many studies that are done with economics that are just based on the mathematics can make all sorts of predictions. But when it comes down to human behavior, we all know that we do not do things that are best for ourselves or that are predictable. And so Richard Thaler has written this book along with Cass Sunstein called Nudge, Improving Decisions About Health, Wealth, and Happiness. And there are a lot of cool points, takeaway points from this. So I have time for maybe a few of these. And one of them, and a lot of these you'll see and go, oh, yeah. Um, so one is called Loss Aversion and Anchoring. Okay, so this is essentially um, people make bad economic choices because it's this theory that people value things more highly when they own them. And so in other words, if you own something and then say you want to sell it on Craigslist, you're going to ask for way more than you yourself would ever pay to have it if you didn't have it. So um, these ideas of um, that can cause wonky things to happen with your economics. Um, status quo bias is another one. And um, all sorts of things that then go into how countries um, have opt-in and opt-out things with retirement accounts and things like that. So super interesting. So many great points that are made in this article. Nobel Prize winner, things that he wants you to know about yourself. Well, yeah, I really like that. It's a lot of the subjects that I'm interested in, kind of human behavior and things like that. And yes. the wacky stuff we do. It reminds me of a book I read a few years ago called Predictably Irrational or something like that. <laughs> yeah, then, uh, it sounds like it is like that. Uh, you know, yeah, where you're, you're, you just do crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, that you know doesn't make sense, but you can't help it. Yeah, you're like, and, I, I, I'm going to do it like anyway. Little things like, right, why do things end in 99 cents and, you know, uh -huh. and what that does to your, our brain. And yeah. yeah, so many, that's really fascinating stuff to me. I love reading about Yeah, like well, and so. it's crazy. Some stores will take advantage of this because there's mm. this other theory that's been proven. And that is that if consumers have this idea that say they find out that there's a store that has these two items that are super cheap, 
they will then extrapolate in their brains that that whole store is super cheap and mm. or very, you know, economically viable, good prices. And they will go there and that store could actually charge higher prices for everything else. Right. And it works because people just get it in yeah. their brains. Yeah. So delete it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. There's all that kind of stuff. It does fascinate me. Uh, many books that I've read. And I have Nudge, but I haven't read that one yet. Um, but, uh, yeah. You have that wait. book? I have that book, Nudge, yeah. Uh, On digital, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I actually didn't. I bought it not too long ago, finally. Oh, I've always uh-huh. known about it and wanted to buy it, but it was on my little app, a form of cool sheet book bub, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. And it was on sale for like two bucks, mm-hmm. and so I bought it. <laughs> I have a yes. lot of books now. Because <laughs> they're only a dollar or two dollars. Right. And then, so now I have a lot of unread books. Uh, definitely on my list of things to do more this year is read more books. Yeah. Now that I'll have a little more free time, I will hopefully do that. Right. Well, it's really, it's fascinating. And then, so it also, I love just hearing about society in general, but it also gives you a lot to reflect upon with yourself. So I love things that do both of those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you. Uh, My next cool sheet is an article and this is a little bit different. So this is a, it's by Outside Online. Outside makes a kind of a, a, a what do you call it, an activity uh, magazine, uh, something like that. Uh, and this is Best Hikes in Every State. So this is the best of again, but it's very, very different. I tried to at least make these a little more different and interesting. And this talks about different hikes that you can go to in each state, like their number one hike. So these are outdoor experts, um, obviously, that work for Outside Online and Outside Magazine. The website itself is beautiful. As soon as you open the page, it's the scrolling mountainside animated, and it just automatically makes you want to go outside and do more hikes. And that's one thing that is also kind of on my list of things to do more of, is I don't go on a lot of hikes that I would like, you know, as many as I would prefer, especially in the summertime living in Oregon. We have some of the most beautiful scenery and amazing hikes and trails. Uh, I will say that this is not for amateur hikers. So most of these hikes are pretty hardcore. They're not all mountaineering, though some are, but they're pretty long. I think eight miles, eight to eight to maybe six. There might have been a six miler in there. Um, anyway, some of my favorite ones, the Alaska, the um, Harding Icefield Trail. They say it's a little bit touristy, but it's the best bang for your buck. It's this amazing going through glaciers and, and or snowscapes and all kinds of really things. It's 8.2 miles. Uh, Arizona, the Rim to Rim on the Grand Canyon um, is a 21 miler. Uh, and it's got a lot of elevation change as well, but it's the best way to see the big ditch on foot. I love just the fact that they call it the big ditch. Uh, in the Pacific Northwest, so the Oregon one is the Trail of Ten Falls Loop at Silver Creek Falls, um, which now they call Silver Falls, which I have never wrapped my mind around because when I was a kid, it was always Silver Creek Falls. And now it's just Silver Falls, but definitely uh, I have done that one and it's worth checking out. So definitely check out the best hike in every state. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to look at that for sure. Um, And hey, let's make a pinky promise. There's a hike I've been wanting to do for 10, 15 years. Yeah. Hike to the top of Mary's Peak, the tallest peak in the coastal range. Oh, cool. Yeah. Let's do it this summer. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Do it. For sure. Pinky promise. Yeah. Um, And you know, 
I was going to give another travel hack that I have is so I start a list of all the cities that I want to visit. And so I'll add things when I find like this, I'll like, oh, I'm going to Illinois to go to Chicago to see some friends next year. Where's the hike around there? So I just create this list and and then and so I'll take a list like this in any of the places, New York or places I want to visit or visit on a regular basis. Salt Lake City, you know, for uh, when I go to Sundance. So I'll put a Utah one in there and just create this list of things to do. So that way, when you're planning your trip, you already have like a bunch of things. Like when I go to food websites, I've already got a list yeah, of places totally. to eat and places to see. And mm-hmm. so it's just a really cool travel hack as well uh, to, to always be thinking about that when you're looking at things online. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I want to look on there. I mean, California is huge. Tons of amazing yeah. hikes. That's a thing, like, yeah. to, to say one. So the one that they say is the John uh, Muir Trail. John Muir, I've done which that is one. Like, yeah. And, of course, if you do the whole trail, it's a week long. It's the, you know, it's the Pacific Coast Trail. Right. Uh, and it takes a week or more. Yeah. It's so there's 211 miles to oh do my the gosh. whole thing from, you wow. know, point A to point B. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. you know, almost... That's not everybody can do that. Right. That's the, the good thing. You can do parts of it. But True. But it, it certainly yes. is beautiful. And they just include the whole darn thing. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, there's one up in the Redwoods in mm. Humboldt County that is magnificent. And it should definitely be on there. I mean, I'm wondering if it's on there. I'll have to take a look. Well, and it's just one. They pick one from every state. Oh, one? Yeah. So oh, they, man. that's it. They can only pick one, which is almost impossible. It's not every city or or it's every state. Yeah. One per state. So oh, there's 50. I was, I was thinking there's it was 50 like hikes 10 to per state. Yeah, no. Oh, it's just one. So they had to pick one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I can see why they took the mirror with, yeah. you know. Yeah. But but there's a ton. But it's a cool starting point. Yeah. Oh, definitely. just to see mm-hmm. what they dub. I always like seeing what people say is like the best. And I think for Oregon, they probably nailed it. Uh, oh, Silver uh-huh. Falls is pretty amazing to see ten really? waterfalls in an eight mile span. Yeah, one of them's uh, one hundred seventy eight feet tall. Mm-hmm. Like that's a pretty magnificent, right? Hike. Oh it's yeah, pretty spectacular for sure. For sure, and it's so close to us, which is really neat. Oh, too. we are blessed with that for sure. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, in that vein, I have something that's kind of a nature-y as well for my next cool sheet. And it is a TV show that's on PBS Kids, and it is called Wild Kratz. And I picked this one for my nephew. Henry told me about it. And so he um, he's he loves it, and he's stoked. And so I checked it out, and I'm like... I totally get that. So, um, okay, so it is hosted by Matt and Chris Kratz. And so they're, they're these two guys that are just super fun hosts. So, of course, they're perfect for a PBS Kids Show. And they go out into different places and they do, they travel the world. So we're talking, they'll go to Africa, they'll go to the Amazon, wherever. Um, so I think it would be awesome to have that job. But in any case, um, so that it does start out live action. And so they will, for example, a pretty recent episode. They went to Africa. They went to the Serengeti Desert and they're or uh, Savannah, and um, and they're with elephants. And they they're with these baby elephants who are there. They're orphans, and so they do talk a little bit about that of how their mothers were killed by poachers. And so it's cool because it, it teaches kids about um, honoring the earth and you know and 
deciding what you think is wrong and right in that way. And then they also get to learn about, a lot about elephants. Now, where, where it gets fun, and I think where my nephew really likes it, is that it is live action to start. But then they start chatting, and then they start go, they go, huh, but what if, and as soon as they say what if, then the whole show, that's when it goes into animation. And so then they turn into animated characters. And they, um, in the animated portion of the show, is where they take on the characteristics of various animals. And so you get to, you know, like, oh, how fast can a peregrine falcon go? And so they'll be flying around and they'll do different things. And they'll, it's just, it's really fun, really cool. The website also has games. It has lots of information that kids can learn from. So it's really awesome. Wild Kratz. That does sound really cool. It sounds like a really neat way to have kids learn something, but keep them super entertained as well. Yeah. Which is probably a really good formula, I would think, for kids. You know, it's fun, but you're also learning stuff. Yes, you know for I mean? sure. Uh, yeah, still so this one of my is. Favorite ways to learn. I know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I always like um, finding things like this because then when I am with, because I'm not around little kids as much anymore. Yeah. So and then yeah. when I am, I'm like, hey, do you know Wild Kratz? Right. And, Either they're already in it and now you have a little bonding moment uh-huh. with them or you can show them. Like, Introduce it to them. Maybe. Yeah, very cool. It's really funny though because I think both of us don't watch that much TV, but right. I probably watch a little more than you. Yeah. Uh, but you have definitely have more TV show cool sheets than I have, which is very funny. <laughs> it is funny. That's why you were cracking up. I was like, why is yeah. this funny? <laughs> you're like, she's doing another TV I show. Know, you're always like, I never watch TV, but I'm going to do a cool sheet about a TV show. <laughs> so I just thought that was really funny. I would love to see the the total, because I don't know. I've only done a few TV shows yeah. that I can think of. Well, and I will say mine have gone up lately for yeah. some reason. yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, it was like when you were on that wrestling kick. Yes, exactly. Wrestling, but you had like three <laughs> like, cool sheets. Yeah. I don't know what that was about. And I had none ever. And, and I, I also used to watch it all the time. I think I had a comedian kick too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's, it's another, I guess, because I'm doing the best of. So I'm thinking of all these like. You know, how the collections of our cool sheets and things like that. Yes. And so, yeah, I just yes. think it's funny because I know you don't watch much TV. I don't watch much TV, right. but you watch even less. Yeah. And you've definitely <laughs> talked about it more. So what you watch is impactful. You know, that, which, that is true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm almost done. Doing <laughs> I have one more show to talk about. <laughs> See? Yeah, you've I already do. got it queued up. I know. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. Uh, I guess I need to start doing more TV shows because <laughs> I do watch a couple. <laughs> A couple. I watch a couple every, you know, every cycle. I watch about two, two to three TV shows. Mm-hmm. Used to be one. Now let's see if this is how it happens. <laughs> yeah. It's like a couple. Anyway. I'm caught up on Mandalorian, by the oh, way. Oh, gosh. So good. Yes. I loved it. Okay. Uh, my next cool sheet. Uh, this is uh, another giant one. And it is best books of 2019. Uh, and then also best reads of 2019. So this is even a bunch more articles, but it's all different things you can read. So I'll have two different links. Uh, one is just a curated list of, uh, you know, 100 notable books of 2019, 10 uh, New York Times, 10 
uh, best books of 2019. Uh, Topeka School has lists. Uh, this guy just collected all the lists of books that he could find and put them on one website. This is also one of my favorite websites and probably the one I get the most cool sheets from ever. And I've never actually talked about it out loud because I was kind of keeping it a secret. But it's called, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's Coke, Coke, Kotki. Org. It's K-O-T-T-K-E dot org. It's one of the longest running blogs in a long time. It's always, almost every post that this person does is great. I don't know if it's just we have the similar tastes or what it is. I've always kind of kept it a secret because I love it so much and I get so many cool sheets from it. And you'll just be, you can just go to this website and you won't have to listen to me anymore, <laughs> which is not true. But it is really good and we're checking out uh, so many so good books if you want to talk about some books. But also there's this another website, and this is a favorite reads, and this is by Noah Breer. And he does this really extensive, long uh, uh, article about all the things he's read. And he groups them out. He, so he has it from 2005 and like a two-parter in 2006, 2011, 12, 15, 16, 17, 18, and now 19. Uh, he breaks it all up in business, culture, geopolitics, world, health, media, entertainment, me too, philosophy, psychology, politics, race, science, sports, technology, true crime, topic, and the full list. Tons of reading you can do. Definitely check out both of these things. Um, they're just the best books and best reads of 2019. Dang. <laughs> Those are just, uh, I don't know if I've read a single book from 2019. Like, yeah. uh, oh, like that came out? Yeah. Is that, what the, is that what they're talking That's, about? Well, yeah. Well, the reads, maybe not. Maybe okay. maybe those articles are written. I don't know if they were all written in 2019. Yeah. But they're certainly the ones that that person read in 2019. Mm-hmm. So the, that part. But yeah, the book lists are all books that came out wow. in 2019. And yeah, I, so many, you know, uh, Greta uh, Thunberg, oh, yeah. uh, her books, uh, so many good books. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to, this is, I didn't get into every single list because it's, you know, Washington Post, New York Times, like I said, Amazon's best list, Time Magazine's best of, you know, there's so many. So I haven't looked at all of them. I think I have read at least a couple mm-hmm. on some of these best ofs. But yeah, there's just so many, yeah, so many yeah. lists. But I do, I just love lists. I love going through the right. best of because, you know, it's hard to keep track. It's kind of what our show is, right? Yeah. Our show is like the best of every week right. for us as well. And I don't have time to look at every book written in 2019. So all of a sudden you'll notice when you look at these lists that there's a few books that are on every list mm-hmm. or a few movies or a yes. few podcasts or a few whatevers. And then so those are the ones I pay attention Definitely. to. And then I go check out and then it's either a cool sheet or it's just something that I really enjoy. So, yeah. yeah. That reminds me, you you mentioning Greta Thunberg and, and yeah. I, going back to last March, I want to listen to Cool Sheets episode because there was a group of kids, I think they were high school students from South Salem High School yeah. or probably from the school district that were putting on an environmental rally. Yeah, this and was so, a cool sheet of yours, yeah, right? Yeah, so I, I looked up what was mm-hmm. going on around the world and yeah. – and I would just – I don't know if I even mentioned her name, but I talked about her and because she wasn't famous, at least to me at that point. Right. But then she exploded. Yeah. 
So it's interesting right because that. I was going to have her be a cool sheet mm-hmm. uh, right bef- right at the cusp of when she was starting to explode. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do it because of your – I think you said it's based off of somebody else. I don't know if you said her by name, but it was her. Yeah. And so I just decided not to talk about her specifically um, because it was related. And I think it was relatively close to – after your talk, but and now basically everyone knows now everyone her, knows so, about her. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's. I mean, she. I think she was like. Did she win a Nobel Peace Prize or she? Like yeah, time person um, of the year. Like time she's person a, year, right? amazing. Mm-hmm. Like tons of things. Like she is pretty much. And once she rejected one of so. her awards. Yeah. Too. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, she's super humble and does not take crap and i love everything about i know for sure. yeah amazing yeah look bonus cool sheets yeah right there. <laughs> yeah okay um all right my next cool sheet i'm going to be talking about a company that makes a very cool article of clothing they make socks i love socks i am a there's i don't know can i say sock whore is that can i say that over the air sure. um Anyway, they uh, it's called Conscious Step, and um, so they have a really great uh, manifesto, and then they make really great socks. So uh, first off the bat, it's organic cotton, and then the way that they do it, um, ethically, ethical workplace, and it's fair trade certified, and so they make sure that everything is done um, above board, and then in terms of the crops. Um, so they, as I said, they, they're all organic. And then they also uh, make sure that the supply chain is sustainable. And so um, the cotton growing and all that happens in India, and they manufacture it there specifically, they chose it there not for wages and things like that, but to um, benefit from India's organic cotton expertise and to be able to pay them for this great product that they do and, um, and everything they're doing and to support these small cotton farmers. And then, moreover, that all of the proceeds, it depends on what kind of sock you buy. So they have the proceeds from all the purchases go towards animal rescue, breast cancer research, disaster relief to educate kids around the world, to fight hunger, to fight malaria, which is a huge problem, uh, to plant trees, to protect oceans, to provide water to stop violence, for HIV research, the list goes on. And so depending on what socks, you can go either way. Like, oh, I really like that design. I want to get that one. And oh, look, that's going to benefit malaria research. Or you're thinking, I want to help stop domestic violence. And so I'm going to um, buy these socks specifically to help that um, and maybe give them as gifts or whatever. So it's a really wonderful company. And I love their socks. I love all the designs. Conscious Step. Wow. Yeah, I've never heard of this place. So that's cool. Uh, yes. I dig socks. Yep. You can get them. Be a sock whore, but I'm a tea whore for sure, and I'm a whore of other things, podcast whore. But uh, you haven't done many podcasts lately. Well, yeah, it's I kind of cooled it because last year, you know, I did like every week I did one, and it was kind of my thing, and you know, uh, but but it's funny you say that. Because my last cool sheet is best podcast of 2019. I have to show you my socks. Oh wait, see. Very See, cool. I like them. <laughs> they are cool. Uh, a little stripe design. I'm yes. Assuming. Yes. I like that. 
All right. My last cool sheet is best podcast of 2019. And I have a few different categories for this as well. So one of my go-to uh, places to look at new podcasts is Vulture Magazine. So I go online and it, they have their best of 2019. And these are all actually, they update their list uh, year-round, which I love. Uh, and I constantly find new podcasts. But these have a lot that I have not heard of yet. So they have The Hottest Take by The Ringer. They have uh, 10 Things That Scare Me that actually John called me one time and said, they totally copied Cool Sheets. Uh, but it's different. It's Things That Scare People. People, but it is a 10 thing and a quick little back and forth, kind of like our show, which I think is great. Uh, there's also one called Walking, where this guy just goes and walks. And I have heard one of those and he records it. So he kind of records them as he's walking. And it's a really cool idea for sure. There's also one um, that's based in Oregon that I've never heard of. Uh, Bundyville Season 2, Long Reads in Oregon Public Broadcasting. So I'll have to check that out. I don't know anything about it. But then also there's a really good uh, on IndieWire has the 50 best podcast episodes of 2019. So totally different. This can be different podcasts, but it's one specific episode in that series of podcasts. And I also love that. And I've actually thought about doing that more this in 2020 is just specific episodes of a podcast because there are as many podcasts as I listen to and I will love the whole series radio lab and in this American life, but there's one like the golden apple or the one about the mantis shrimp or, you know, there's episodes that really stick out more than others. And so I love the fact that they talk about this in this post with 50 different episodes of, so they might be podcasts that you've heard of, but maybe you haven't listened to every single one. Cause even I haven't, even of the ones that I love and it talks about their favorites of 2019. So another, it's a good way just to see if you like a podcast too. See their one of their best episodes, see if you like it, and then go from there. And there's another one that's more of a businessy, but I'll give you a link too. It's 100 podcast episodes, more business ones, but it's all the best podcasts of 2019. Cool. I haven't been listening to podcasts lately, so maybe that can re Spark you yeah, back into it. yeah. Re-ignite me. I mean, I still do daily, like uh-huh. at least five a day. It's. Uh, it's a lot, but I love it. That's great. No, I love it too. I don't know. But it is, I've, I've been in the same rotation, so mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't listened to a ton of new ones because I have so many now that I can oh, barely keep up yeah. with, with them as is. So I have a ton of new ones that I've bookmarked for possible mm-hmm. future cool sheets, but I haven't even barely got to them. Oh, man. Or I listen to one episode and I'm like, oh, that might be great, but then I get backlogged yeah. on all my other regular podcasts, so I just right. haven't been able to do it. Uh, but I, I will definitely dive in. There's so many. Every week I oh, look it's at unbelievable. a list or every couple of weeks, and there's all these amazing, interesting podcasts yeah. and new ideas and Ah, it's so great. Yeah. Whenever I wonder why, why don't more people know about Cool Sheets? Like, well, first <laughs> off, we're not the best marketers. Yeah, very true. <laughs> and secondly, there's just so many there's podcasts so out there. so many podcasts. And they're all good. There's so many yeah. good ones. There's, you know, there's going to be some that aren't for everybody. Right. But there's exactly. a lot of good ones. It's a really, we're kind of in the you know, golden age mm-hmm. of already of podcasts. And we're in the beginning too. So like, I can't even imagine when it's like, when we laugh that I said that this is the golden age of podcast, because really it's, we're in infancy stage. Yes. And golden right. age doesn't really happen until like another five, 10 years when people really start doing like really experimental and interesting mm-hmm. things and storytelling and 
I mean, we've just like we've done a few people do serial podcasts and some people do, you know, specialty one offs or three or four or eight or, you know, or a whole series or a weekly or, a, you know, there's yeah. so many. And we've just scratched the surface. I can't wait to see where it keeps I know, going. It's exciting. It uh, really is. It's going to be really neat. Yeah. It's like interact. I don't know. Uh-huh. What are they going to do? Things that we haven't even thought of. Right. Know, well, that's the thing. Doing. It's like I can't even go there it's barely. It's going to be amazing. It's yeah. Just, it's exciting. It sure. is. It's such a it's a cheap way to, to get into the game, too. Mm-hmm. And, and do, oh, and right. So, so many people can Anybody. do it. It's not like totally. filmmaking where back in the day yeah. you used to have millions of dollars just to make a film. You know, anybody with a phone can do a podcast. So accessible. Much, I yeah. love that. I love that. Okay. My last school sheet. Okay, let's hunker down. We're going to talk about a thought experiment. And this is one of the most well-known thought experiments. I'm not going to say everyone has heard of it, but hopefully I can give a little glimmer into this. And this is about Schrodinger's cat. So this is this idea of Schrodinger's cat. This is a thought experiment that was devised way back. We're going back in the 1920s, the birth around the birth of quantum mechanics. And so this idea of quantum mechanics is so mind-blowing where we have this idea where electrons, trying to understand electron is very difficult. And so the physicists of that time were thinking of mathematical models to see, well, how can we describe where an electron is? Because if we can do that, then we can understand all of matter better. And so in part of this, They couldn't ever really know where an electron was because it is so tiny. Whenever you're trying to essentially find it, you have to use light to hit it. And as soon as light hits an electron, it changes it. It makes it go into another direction, another place, another energy. And so you're never really seeing what that electron was like. And so in part of the description of this, it's like, well, was the electron here? Was the electron there? And the answer is it's in both places at once. Um, It is this probability. It is this this uh, described by a wave, which we can't, again, we can't even comprehend. And so one of the thought experiments that's pertaining to this was this idea of Schrodinger's cat, where the, the idea is, again, this is just a thought experiment. This was not done in real life. There's a box with a cat inside. And then there is this way to kill the cat where you don't know whether the cat is dead or alive. And the details of that are important. The, the idea is that the cat is essentially alive and dead at the same time uh, is the thought until you open the box and you look and you see, is the cat alive or is the cat dead? And then you know, and then you know whether it is, was a, le- a dead or alive before you open the box, you don't know. And you haven't mit- trip or tripped the trigger to cause it to be alive or dead in this sort of probability chance type thing. So this whole idea is essentially just really mind blowing. So whenever you see t-shirts or jokes about Schrodinger's cat is essentially just hearkening to quantum physics and this idea that we don't really know and that the physicists of that time said this Schrodinger's cat idea really didn't describe it well anyway. And so whenever someone's trying to throw out Schrodinger's cat, like they understand what's going on, when it comes down to it, nobody understands quantum mechanics. I mean, okay, maybe two people. <laughs> but it's awesome. I love quantum mechanics. I love it. I highly recommend any any of the books that just sort of play around the idea of it because it is so fascinating. I've gone way over time, but I don't care. So I'll finish there with Schrodinger's Cat. I don't think it. 
I don't know if I've heard of this before. All right. Well, so now you're going to see Schrodinger's probably Cat. I see it all the time in all the references yes. and things like that. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to dive in because yeah. I'm not super familiar, at least specifically. With yeah. That. So, yeah. Cool. It's trippy. I mean, the thing that's so crazy. It's really trippy. It, it is trippy. And the, the thing that's so crazy is that it's so difficult to really understand it. And yet, this is the fundamental foundation of everything, of everything we are made of. We are made of electrons and protons and neutrons and and all the forces that bring it together. And and yet it is all just a huge mystery. It's crazy. It's really amazing. Sounds, sounds crazy. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Let's just look at cat videos. Okay, there you go. <laughs> all right. Uh, of live cats. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cool Sheets. You can find out more about all the cool sheets we listed by going to our website, coolsheets.cool, and looking for the links. That's coolsheets.cool. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Leave comments for us on Facebook or email us at info at coolsheets.cool. Bye.